what's up guys and welcome back to the Four Crip Blitz Sports Show. So hopefully you guys are having a great day today. Uh, this is currently Monday, so that this means that this is the um, the day to kind of look back at all of the uh, sports that we had. You know, Saturday, Sunday, two, two, two games Saturday, two games Sunday, one AFC, one, one AFC game Saturday, one NFC game Saturday, same thing Sunday. So those were all some fantastic games. Um, as you guys know, um, Bills beat the Ravens, and um, Green Bay beat the Rams. And then yesterday, Chiefs beat the Browns. Buccaneers beat the Saints. So, some good, great, good, good games. Um, you know, here's the thing. I was going for Tom Brady, you know, last night. But I also went to been mad if Drew Brees also won because I have a feeling that this was going to be his final season. I don't, I know that he said he's going to think about it, but I honestly think that this is his last season. I don't. I don't see how he's coming back. I don't. I don't. I just don't see him coming back next season. It'd be cool if he did, but I, I just. I don't. I don't know. You know, it's so tough to consistently be that good at that age. So I don't know if he would come back for an age forty-three season. But hey, he might. I don't know. But anyway, so very very short episode today. Not a whole lot. So. Um, let's get right into it, I guess. So, first thing I have to talk about here is the Buccaneers' defense held Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas to zero catches last night. Now, he almost had a couple, but I'm pretty sure the two were, I'm pretty sure the couple that I saw, they kind of just bounced off the ground. So, he ended up having zero catches. And I, I kind of wanted to, I mean, they didn't really much get into on a website just because it's it's kind of the same thing here, but that's what I just got done saying. But anyway, so the Buccaneers, they won 30 to 20 last night. They held that, they, they were, they, you know, that Saints offense was, was pretty, was pretty much in a drop that entire game. I didn't see one drive where, you know, they would get, like, it's weird because they would get into, you know, the first, second quarter, they kind of had, like, you know, they kind of had that spark as if they were going to do something. And the only time I ever really felt like, I know it was still early on, but the only time I ever really felt like the Saints, you know, after watching the whole game, Kind of looking back on the game, it really only felt like the Saints were, you know, in the lead. Like, that's the only time it really ever felt like they were in the game. Like, now that it's over, I look back on the game and I think, you know, how much, you know, what really happened in that game. You know... It wasn't the touchdowns for the Saints that got me thinking, hey, like, 
I know that if any team's, you know, if anyone's gonna, you know, not let their team, you know, enter a game without having much of a fight, if there's anyone not to do that, it's Drew Brees. He's gonna be the guy to, you know, it's gonna say no to that, and he's gonna want to be the one that fights. And so, I don't know, I mean, it's almost like, I see, I'm just talking as far as, like, oh, like, the Saints team is serious, like, the only time it really ever felt like that last night was early on in the game, when the Saints went up 6-0, and it was like, oh, like, the Saints are like, you know, they're, this is a legit, well, I already knew they were a legit team, but I was like, like, they're ready to go. Like, this is, like, a fired up Saints team. And then Tampa Bay scores. You know, they, they get a field goal to tie it up 3-3. And then they score. And then they lead 10-3. And then... And then they would just go multiple drives without doing anything. And it kind of just felt like that, honestly, the whole game. Except for the times that they honestly scored. Other than that, like... Leading up to those scores, like, from before the score and then after the score, they didn't really amount to very much. Like, before the scoring, they didn't really do very much. And then after the, and then they scored a touchdown, and then after the, after the score of the touchdown, you think that would have a spark. And then they would just, and then they would just play like they're, no, like they're nowhere to be found, you know, after that again. And they kind of did that a couple times during that game until up until the times that they scored a touchdown. And then they scored 20, and I was like, and then Drew Brees threw that pick. Um, I believe it was four minutes left into the game. And that was, a, that was a drive where it's like, it's Drew Brees, anything can happen. Drew Brees is just as good as Tom Brady in this area of the game. He understands it well. He's had many, many touchdown scoring, or many you know, game-winning drives, and so, of course, that one's been a game-winning drive, but that was the drive where it was like, it's not completely over, but it's also a drive where you cannot make a mistake, such as that one, and I was like, okay, well, obviously, and even before this drive even started, I was like, okay, the game's not over yet, like, when I knew that the Buccaneers, when I knew that the Saints were getting the ball around that time, you know, after the Buccaneers had scored, and then I knew Breeze was getting the ball around that time of the game, four minutes, you know, damn near five minutes. And so I was kind of like, okay, I know the game's not over. It's Drew Breeze. This is just as good as Tom Brady in this area of the game. That's what made the game so exciting, was that I knew Tom Brady and Drew Breeze know that area of the game very, very well. So I was like, okay, this is how it's going to happen. The game's not over yet. Okay, but this is also a drive where, although the game's not over, you have a chance to win, so this is Drew Brees. You know, it's not over yet because the the Buccaneers could have still made a mistake should they have scored. Of course, they did. But I was like, okay, the game's not over yet. But this is also a drive where you need to at least score a touchdown. Well, 
uh, not at least, you need to score a touchdown on this drive or basically any turnovers game. And then as soon as he threw that pick, I was like, okay, that's game, like instantly. I know how, you know, the past five games the Buccaneers have played, you know, amazing. You know, entering that game, Tom Brady was 5-0 and the last five games. Now he's 6-0 and the last six games. But as far as the last five games of the of the regular season is how when he started to really kind of heat up. In those five games that he's five and zero in, he, him and the Buccaneers have been closing out games so well that I knew that, based on knowing that I knew that as soon as Breeze threw that pick, I was like, oh yeah, that's game. That is that is game. You know, and I was like, and that's where I think Breeze is kind of getting on the downside of his career. I don't think that's, you know, prime Drew Breeze. I don't think that's something he would have thrown. Um, I think that's where he's kind of like, and maybe it wasn't even that. Maybe it was just him trying to fit it in there because he felt desperate, maybe. Um, yeah, I, I just don't think prime Drew Brees would have made that throw. I think it's definitely a, fa- uh, you know, a, um, I think it's definitely a sign of getting older and, like, getting, you know, acting like you know, you know, playing like you don't normally do, you know, that not everyone's used to seeing you do. I think that's a sign of it. You know, I don't, I just don't think that's something he would have thrown. He just, it was really wacky. I think prime Drew Brees, I would have been scared. But the fact he was on a downside of his career, I was kind of like, anything's still possible could still Drew Brees. I mean, but I kind of knew, in this entire season, I could kind of tell that he's getting on the downside. I mean, that that play just kind of, I think that play just kind of sealed that for me, knowing that he's on this downside. And I hate to admit that because I, I, I don't want to see him leave the league because of how an amazing quarterback he is and just how well he's been, you know, just just how much of an impact he's made on this league. But, um, yeah, so anyway, I'm getting kind of off topic a little bit with that. I just wanted to get that, you know, I just wanted to kind of say that little part there. But um, this was Michael Thomas last week in the wildcard game. So he had zero catches this game last week against the Chicago Bears. He has five receptions for 73 yards, and he had a 14.6 average run per contact or per reception after uh, after the catch. So yards after catch. And he had one touchdown that game. Obviously, no catches, no touchdowns. So, it, it you know... It, it sucks to see that he went out that way specifically because of how he went last week. And, you know, and obviously they knew that the Buccaneers obviously knew that they had to close out Michael Thomas because of him going off last week. That they knew that he was going to have to, you know, um, they knew that he was going to be their trouble. That he was going to be the guy that gave them trouble. And they knew that he was the guy that they were going to have to really kind of close out. And they did. And that's, you know... I think that's also a credit to Tom Brady because even though he's offense, he contributed to, he contributed to that NFC, to that uh, defensive you know show 
you know, that defensive stopping and defensive battle that they put out because when he was with the Patriots, Tom Brady's, you know, the defense that Tom Brady was always around, you know, Tom Brady's, uh, the defense that the Patriots had when Tom Brady was there would always make plays like that, would always do stuff like that. So I think that, you know, that closing out of, you know, because Bill Belichick always knew that you have to close out the guy that, you know, the number one guy on that team. You know, the guy that makes the most noise for a team in a game. Well, in this sense, it would have been Michael Thomas. So I think that's almost a credit to Tom Brady and that and just the Buccaneers defense in general. I think that Tom Brady might have, you know, helped teach that a little bit. And, you know, maybe not teach it, but maybe kind of, um, maybe, you know, maybe kind of inscribe it to, maybe try to get it, you know, inscribed into the memories of, you know, and get it, get it inscribed into the brains of these, you know, into this defense. And I think that he kind of just, I think he kind of helped out with that maybe. Of course, it's something they already knew because football, but, you know, they would have had to have known that. I just think that he kind of, you know, helped out with that a little bit and kind of got it more, you know, kind of got it into their, you know, fresher into their brain. So anyway, moving on from that, though, and this was actually yesterday, but Rob Gronkowski is planning to return to the Bucks for the 2021 season. So this was earlier on in the day before um, any of the games have even happened. So, we all know the story of Rob Gronkowski. You know, he, he doesn't play. He takes a break from football all last season. Didn't actually retire, he just took a break. So, technically, was still part of the team because he never he never signed the, the uh, retirement paper. So, he was technically still part of the team. He just wasn't on the roster. So... In a sense, kind of unretires, rejoins Tom Brady on this Tampa Bay Buccaneer team for the twenty twenty for the twenty twenty season, and uh, future Hall of Fame tight end. You know, plays well. Kind of played up and down. He kind of played. I mean, how the Buccaneers treated him this season. You know, they kind of treated him like he did when he was in New England. They kind of used him the same way, a blocking tight end. And, uh, you know, I've, I've said it all along, but that's kind of what this tight end position has turned into. You know, it's, you know, I, I don't mean to get off topic a little bit, but I just want to say this part, you know, I just, and I've said it before, I, I just feel like the tight end position has turned more into a blocking position. It's kind of turned more into like a left tackle position. Um, You know, I've, I like to think of tight ends. I kind of joke about it, but I like to tend, I like to, say I like to kind of pretend to say that you know I like I like to joke and say that the, the tight end position is is basically just left tackles catching a football. Like that's essentially I, I just I don't know. I kind of make a joke out of it, but it is funny because it's like they're so you know they're they're big guys just like a tight end you know just like a left tackle is. And I, I kind of just joke that a tight end is a left tackle just catching a football. That's all, essentially all they are. Because, you know, it's a joke to the fact that, you know, it may not be that funny until you realize that the joke is mainly because the tight end position is turning into a left tackle. That's essentially what this, it's, it's kind of morphing into a left tackle in a sense. 
So if you say a tight end, you really mean like left tackle because they essentially do the same thing. You know, a tight end is essentially just a left tackle catching a football, and then a tight end is turning more into a blocking position, a.k.a. a left tackle, right tackle, or a guard or something. So, you know, it, it's kind of just, you know, it, it's kind of just weird. But anyway, so Gronkowski return, planning on returning next year. This is what Gronkowski had to say of returning uh, this season by saying, quote, yeah, you got to. I feel like this team was built to win right now. It was put together this year to win right now. It always it always pops up in your mind. You're thinking about the future a little bit. I could definitely see this team also having a lot of talent come back and having another successful run next year as well with me. Uh, end quote. Gronk isn't under, and then this is other stuff. He isn't currently going to be under contract for the with the Bucks for the 21 season. He was only signed for a one-year deal. Given his relationship with Brady and, well, everything that's connected to that, I'm sure they're willing to bring him back more than likely. And they're going to be, you know, and even like it says here, you know, I could have already told you this, but um, it's more than likely that the Buccaneers are going to be willing, you know, and because the Buccaneers, I mean, it's no secret that the Buccaneers, you know, literally, you know, that they sold out just to get Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski for this specific reason, just to get them this far, because they had they haven't been here in so long. They haven't been here since the 2002 season. That's the last time they won a Super Bowl, and so and that's the last time they've been to a Super Bowl game. And so, when teams like that have sucked for so long, they're gonna do anything they can, even if it means selling out, just to kind of get just to kind of get this far again, because they haven't seen it in so long. And so for them, this is, it's a short-term thing, but it's also a long-term thing for them as well, because they can carry this on with their franchise. And so, you know, but, you know, kind of basing off of that, you know, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, they're going to be willing to add any player that Tom Brady will be. And even it says here, given his relationship with Brady, the organization's willingness to add players QB12 suggests and Grant's tendency to take less than market value, there was little reason to think sides couldn't work out a deal to extend the relationship for another reason, for another season. Yeah, I mean, like even saying, like, given his relationship with Brady, and they're going to, you know, they're going to be willing to, you know, um, they're going to be willing to kiss Gronk's or Brady's ass for as long as they need to, to get, you know, to get a championship, because that's essentially all they're doing. And it's not, and I, I say it as if it's a bad thing. I'm not saying it as a bad thing. I'm just saying, you know, I'm just saying it as the truth. They've sucked for so long that, you know, this is okay for them to do. Like a team like the Patriots, Chiefs, you know, Ravens, it would be pointless for them to do because they've been good for so long. All those teams have been good for a while. It would be pointless for them to do that. But when a team like the Buccaneers haven't made it since 02, they're gonna they're gonna do whatever it takes just to get back to even if it means selling out. And I say it like it's a bad thing. Again, it's not though. But yeah, so they're gonna be willing to like I said, they're gonna be willing to kiss Tom Brady's ass or Grab Gronkowski's ass for as long as they need to to get what they want. And so they're gonna be willing to bring uh, Gronkowski back, especially because he did help them out this year. 
You know, it, it's not like it's just because Brady wants him. You know, it, it's, it's, um, you know, it's the fact that he also really did make an impact on this team. He, he makes, he makes a big impact whenever he does pass blocking. I noticed that with New England his last couple of years. They really had him do, he was doing like 90% of the time it felt like he was just doing, not 90% of the time, like it felt like 70% of the time he was doing, and it was a really high number, maybe 70, 75, 80% of the time they had him pass blocking. You know, and those last couple of seasons in New England, he was really a big impact pass blocking, and they continued it again this season, and he, you know, he made a big impact. So it's not that Brady wants him just that, but it's also the fact that he just made a big impact. And so moving on here, it talks about that he's played, obviously everyone knew this, but all 10 of his career, all 10 of his years has been played with Brady. That means that that's continuing, you know, that means that meant always going, uh, playing in January as well. They've always played in January together. Gronk said this as well by saying, quote, I've been playing football in the NFL for 10 years and I've been in the playoffs all 10 years. That's what's up, Gronk said. Uh, end quote. So, yeah, he's been been there all 10 years, every single time. You know, uh, technically I would say nine because he, well, is he considering the Patriots because they made the wild card last season? He might be because he technically never retired. So, but anyway, he finished the season with 45 catches for 623 yards and seven touchdowns and didn't miss a regular season start for the first time since 2011. Played all 16 games this year. And that's a credit to whatever he did in the offseason. Or whatever he did all last year to get himself healthy again. Played every single game. Didn't even miss a start. So, and then one more thing I want to get into here is it's it says how Brady and Gronkowski are just one touchdown away from setting the outright all-time playoff record for most passing touchdowns by a QB, um, a QB wide receiver tight end duo. Currently, they sit tied with Joe Montana injury race with 12 postseason touchdowns. So they're currently both at 12. They just need one more to be at that 13. And they would officially be in the lead because obviously Montana and Rice don't play anymore. So, but there's that. And then the last thing I quickly wanted to get into was this was already on the 16th, but I didn't see this from the last day that I recorded. So, McCollum has suffered a sprained foot. He will be getting an MRI. He probably already did. Suffered a foot injury that forced him to leave the Blazers game with the Atlanta Hawks. It says tonight. I don't know. That must have been on the 15th, 16th. Declared an injury to left foot sprain, still the official word. Reports indicate that McCollum will receive an MRI to determine the extent of the injury. And then it gives an update. The results are have revealed that the injury is a sprain, not anything worse. Do not have yet a prognosis for McCollum's return to action. So there's that. Um, not too much else I'm seeing here. Hey guys, that's actually going to do it for today's episode of the Full Quick Sports Show. Thank you guys so much for listening today. 
thank you guys for taking the time out to listen and stuff and you know and I just wanted to you know come out here again and say thank you guys for the support I, I see the podcast you know on my phone every time I wake up and I just the support you guys are giving is just it, 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 it's it, you know it, it's what drives this podcast it, it's what drives me every you know every time to record you know it, it it's such a motivating thing to see that it's doing well and I, I just I couldn't thank you guys enough you know I mean again I say this all the time and it sounds cliche but I really do mean it I just make this up you know, I just make the episodes I can't you know we I can't create these goals you know we can't create these goals together if you guys aren't the ones watching you know we create you know whenever we break the and I that's why I say we break the goals I don't say I broke a goal because I'm setting the goal but you guys are helping me break it so we did it together you know and it sounds cliche I know but I just again just I couldn't you know I don't know I, I could go on in hours I could go on you know this podcast and go on an hour you know hour rant about why you guys are amazing but again that's you know that's it I mean again thank you guys for listening and yeah I'll talk to you guys later